I'm David. And I'm Courtney. And welcome to Room to Roam, a podcast about parenthood and relationships. And all the shit in between. All right, and we are back with another episode. We are here with the Summers. Um, Excited to have you guys here to chat and talk about relationships and uh, all those things. Happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. I just thought of the fact that your last name ends in an S. Do you say Summers is? Ours ends in an S, too. No, Summers. Just Summers. Summers family. But if you say the Marcus, it's the Marcuses, right? Oh, I guess. So would it be the The Summerses? No, I would just say the Marcus family. Like, the, we have the Marcus. Well, sure, oh. but you know how people say, like, Marcus to mom and dad, they would say the Lees. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you the say the Summerses? Summers no, that sounds stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but the Marcuses, that sounds, that right? That sounds stupid also. I don't really? The Marcus family. Overrun the Marcus. Uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I'm catching you. Anyway, Sorry, this yeah. is a little tangent I had to go on. <laughs> um, so I apologize. It's but yes. the Summers. Okay, that's all it just is. the Summers. Great, I love it. <laughs> well, thank you guys for being with us. Um... Do you want to just tell us a little about yourself? I guess I did just give a little hint when I said mom and dad, but I'll let you guys tell us maybe a little bit about yourself and, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm your little sister, so, you know, (laughs) I think I, I think we've known each other a while. Yeah. I need more details about who you are later, but it's fine. (laughs) Um, yeah. And we've been together eight years, married for three and we have a five week old daughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm Nathan, and I've known Courtney, shit for <laughs> to, uh, twenty three years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, what else am I supposed to say? What's your daughter's name? Oh, my daughter's name is Kyla. Kyla Rose. Kyla after Rose. her aunt's. Oh, she's middle just name anyway. Precious. Five weeks, Five weeks of old. being parents. Mm-hmm. How's it going? Um, good. Tired. Look on your face. I tend to tell people. (laughs) I tend to tell people we're sleep deprived, but so in love, because I feel like that's true. Yes. Dad, how you doing? Better. Yeah. (laughs) The the first two weeks were. The first week was absolutely brutal, but we are. Adjusting. Yeah, we're not coasting yet, but we're getting it down. Yeah. We're adjusting. You're not on an uphill, but you're not on a downhill. You're just like on a flat, probably right now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Well, good for you. That's exciting. Well, you all, all th- three of you all were like in this little Rugrats tandem uh, <laughs> growing up in the little city of Hubbard from what I from what I know. Um, how did this all become a thing? Obviously, you two being siblings and all, but um, actually first, yeah, what was that like? Was, was, siblings? She, was she mean to you? Um, Courtney and I loved each other until middle school and we were often referred to as twins Mm -hmm. mom put us in a lot of the same outfits and then middle school happened and I hated her Mm -hmm. um I don't know if it was reciprocated the same way but I was I wanted nothing to do with Courtney and then Courtney's sophomore year of high school she got jumped and then I became very overprotective of her and be and she became my best friend you got jumped yeah I got assaulted at school Mm -hmm. damn Mm -hmm. yeah for another day. Um, yeah. <laughs> another podcast. Yeah, we'll just do a whole episode. Um, no, I don't think I ever hated Becca. I mean, there was a time growing up where we, Becca, like, for some reason thought it would be fun to, like, trick mom into thinking I hurt her. And whenever mom would drive up to the house after a long day at work, Becca would run to the fridge and grab an onion and put it up to her eyes. And then she would go lay down like somewhere in the house like by the front door on the ground and like tell me to run over to her and I'm like okay what's up and then mom would walk in and Becca would be crying from the onion and she'd be like Courtney hit me and That's I was like fucked. what the hell <laughs> yeah it was, there was a rough I was yeah. a rough patch for a while yeah I think in middle school she just came, like we obviously shared one grade level in middle school I was an eighth grader she was a sixth grader and I think she just kind of wanted to be her own person and I was like oh like I'm your big sister I want to be here for you and like take care of you and I love you and we smoothly transitioned to high school and regularly were talked to by our friends like, why do you guys love each other so much? <laughs> like we would, there was this uh, location at our small high school called Four Corners 
Shout out. I think it might be gone now. I don't even know how oh, the yeah. new building looks. Yeah, I think it's, it's a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a I think it's lot. a parking lot. Great. Um, where, like, everybody would have to transition through that corridor for classes. And Becca and I could regularly be found, like, running from one end to the other to hug each other during school. Aww. And people would be like, why do you guys like each other? So that's our background of our relationship in a little baby nutshell. Yeah. That's and wild. then you and Nathan. Oh gosh. Yeah, we've known each other I think since kindergarten, kindergarten as long yeah. as we can remember because mm-hmm. we're K through 12ers at our high school and middle school and elementary. Wow, that's a long time. Uh-huh. A long time. Long time. <laughs> and then obviously both went to different colleges after we graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, OSU. Yeah, Dave, Nathan went to OSU. I went to Western Washington. Um, ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both agree on that. <laughs> No if offense, you went to Western you? Oregon, you're honestly just a beaver, so to be a Duck fan is... He also partied at Oregon State more than he ever went to Eugene. I know, you know that's what I'm saying. David's getting this some isn't shade. This is about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that I think that's kind of the background on my relationship with the both of you, but what about y'all? Like, how did y'all start dating? Give us the background. I mean, we know it, but like for our, our listeners. We'll get there, but we've had this conversation so many times. We don't actually know when we officially met. met. Just because I've not known her like, because of you. Okay, I was like, like when we met as friends or whatnot. Like adults after high school? We mean? know we know that, we but know like, that. I don't know, like, you guys have a day where you're like, oh, I met him through Perry. That was the first time I ever met October him. October 2015, know, totally. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I met Nathan because we went to the same high school, so like, we, we don't you know. You probably met him in elementary school. Yeah, I probably knew him in yeah. middle school, and, uh-huh. but like we don't know. Just in sports and stuff. Like, yeah, we just always like knew of like each other. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea when I met her. Okay, but, but like, your background on this independent of me. How this thing happened. How did you end up having a child? tell me? I'll start from, I'll go back to, I had a crush on Nathan all throughout high school. Um, and so that, I just always thought he was very handsome. Um, he is a serial monogamist, so he was always in a relationship with someone in high school. Um, and then we we were like friends, um, or yeah, kind of friends, I guess. He was more friends with Courtney. Um, and then we went off to college and kind of went our separate ways. Um, and then my freshman year of college... We started talking again around um, Christmas Eve, or not Christmas Eve. We started talking Before again that. around around winter break, mm-hmm. um, like Thanksgiving <clears throat> break, um, and then started officially dating in March. You want to get into the details? Of, <laughs> uh, I mean, if his you want face to. makes it seem like we need to know something. I, know, I want to know. We, okay, so we officially started like talking because her ex boyfriend sent me a shirtless picture like flexing in the mirror and I screenshotted it and sent it to her thinking that they were still together uh-huh. and I was like yo you need to control your boyfriend why is he sending me shirtless pics like flexing and she's like oh well we're actually we actually just broke up or something like that and then he was like it's my moment yeah, <laughs> it's my time to shine so that's how we officially started talking he says that he says that after that he was like oh well I'm gonna pursue this so he says like after that text he was like I know I'm gonna pursue fields open (laughs) came on she was she wasn't uh taken anymore I respect people's um relationships so love that once uh there was no goalie I went in (laughs) (laughs) so what was it like then like since growing up with Belize, and since you were a child, and then starting to date, it was fucking weird. <laughs> it uh, and it was weird on two fronts, right? One with Courtney, like that was a whole different road. But then, like meeting Keith, like not as Courtney's friend, but as Becca's boyfriend, like re-meeting him essentially. Yeah, yeah. I remember we were at a basketball game, and I watched him walk all the way around because I was already sitting with Misty, and, and he I, came. Go ahead. And I was at the time in. At school in Arizona, so we were doing long distance. So he was texting me the whole time, like, "I'm at a basketball game and your dad's here. Should I go say hi?" Like, I'm like, "Yes, you have to go say hi." Like, <laughs> why are you being weird? It, it was so yeah. weird. It was so awkward. And he came over and like we didn't even really talk. <laughs> like it was just so awkward. But um, you just said hi. Should I mean, like we like talked and whatnot. <laughs> I think but, you like, said hi to mom first. No, I was sitting with your mom. Oh. I was sitting with your mom and. Parks, okay. and then mm. your dad walked in in the parent section at North Marion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was graduated, I wasn't gonna be a loser and sit in the student, student section. section. Totally, yeah. Um, what? Sorry, yeah, that was awkward. I will never forget that. And I remember texting her afterwards, being like, 
I don't remember exactly what I said, but I asked what your dad thought, and she was like, he thinks, he says you need to talk more, or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, I didn't talk to him, like, at all. It was so embarrassing, but, um, yeah, that, that was harder, harder than Courtney, but we just didn't tell Courtney for a while. Yeah, we didn't. Um, <laughs> oh, I think that was, from her? I think that was a hard conversation yeah. I had to have with her. I'm pretty sure Becca was, like, locked in a bathroom at yes. our parents' house trying to hide it from me, and I was like pounding on the door like you're being weird like what the fuck is going on and she had told our older sister first because she was like obviously our older sister is not Nathan's best friend like more removed from the situation yeah Yeah. and so it was like oh like okay I can tell her and then like I don't know how I found I think I just I think I then told you I think I was like because I knew you were hiding something something. so I was like why are you being weird and hiding something you don't hide things from me like what's going on and so then I was like I am talking to and dating Nathan Summers, and she was like, what? And then she was like, well, you put me in this really weird position where now Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to decide between my sister and my best friend. I think I said to the both of you, like, you have to get married now, because, like, I'm not going to be able to make a decision. Luckily that panned out, because I've been really awkward. (laughs) Well, I remember saying, like, I would never put her in that position. Position. I was like, obviously, it's your sister, it's not me, so... Mm -hmm. But that was still It, was, it just sucks. And yeah. then yeah. I remember when we got serious, I then, Courtney was sleeping over, and we were, like, laying in bed going to sleep, and I was like, I have to tell her. And then she was like, what? And I was like, I'm in love with your best friend. And she was <laughs> like, okay. I think and I, I was, almost felt relief. I was yeah. like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, I was like, this is, like, for real. Like, we're pretty serious. Yeah. And then from there, it was been fine i would smooth sailing yeah on your easy yeah okay yeah i mean when people ask me like i obviously have my college best friends but it's like very easy for me to be like oh well i have like my best friend and my little sister who decided to marry one of my childhood best friends so it's like a best friend unit that i have now which is great it's easy I usually tell them the same things, and then I'll be like, you're under sibling privilege that you know this. I think I did that this week about something, and I was like, so I'm telling Becca, but I know she's telling you because you're in the room, and I know you're listening, and I don't care that you know, but you can't tell anyone this, so I definitely have done that recently. Yes, he definitely gets privy to a lot of um, conversations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm a good secret keeper. (laughs) Is there anything that, like, you wish that you knew, which is weird because you literally grew up with all of those. So you had all, you were in it the whole, the whole time since you're like six years old. But is there anything I guess that you wish that you knew before like getting together? Like about each about other? About each other? Uh, I wish I would have known uh, like how much of an empath she is and like a, mm. a, a people pleaser she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. there's so many times where I know she's just playing dead, devil's advocate and just doing what the majority wants to do not so much what she wants to do mm-hmm. just because she doesn't want to upset anyone or rile up the group mm-hmm. uh and that that kind of just upsets me because i know it's not what she wants it's what everyone else wants Ooh. so that that gets hard for me so then i'm the one that plays the bad guy which mm-hmm. i'm not good at at all <laughs> <laughs> so um that's probably the main thing that jumped into my head She's a little nine. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Enneagram, we'll get there. We'll educate you on it another podcast. Yeah, We've tried. Time. We've tried to introduce it to you guys, and oh, I think you were a little weary. Six, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember something. <laughs> um, mine's not as heartfelt. I'd say it. Mine is, I wish I knew that I was going to be a sports widow for nine months out of the year. <laughs> okay, Which, there can be worse things. Oh, that's amazing. The term sports widow basically just means that for like nine months out of the year, there's football and basketball season. So Nathan is like glued to the TV for those nine months. And it's a lot of what we do during the week revolves around when the Blazers play or when the next NFL game is. Not when they're dog shit though. I don't give a shit. Oh yeah, you're upset. Okay, I get it. Last night there was no starters. <laughs> and it was all backups. Nah. I'm not lying. They're tanking. Yeah. Full tank. Oh, oh man. Oof. But football. But see, I always make this argument. I'm like, football is only on Sundays. But then she's like, okay, yeah. But then you have college football, which is on Saturdays. And then you have Monday night football, which is on Monday. And, and Thursday, Thursday night. night now. Yeah. What do so you guys like, oh, wish you fair. knew about each other? 
Mine's also like Becca's. It's more just like a pet peeve or like a like a specific thing. It's not necessarily super heartfelt, but uh, shout out to anyone who feels the same way. David believes that oh, some clothes are not clean, but they're also not dirty. And what that means uh, to those of you who don't have to deal with this with a partner is that when David wears an outfit, it doesn't go back in the dresser, even if I try to put it back in, because he believes it's dirty and shouldn't go back in the dresser where it's clean or hung up. And I'm like, okay, well, then it goes in the dirty laundry basket. And he goes, no, 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 no. It's not dirty either. It's a middle ground. It's a middle ground. And I'm like, well, where? It's worn. It's It's not dirty. Sure. But then where the hell does it go? Thank you, Nathan. But then where the hell does it go? Because my friend wants it to be on the floor, on top of the laundry basket, anywhere. So I've had to create a not clean, not dirty basket for David that lives in our closet. And actually, I opened that closet this morning to grab something and it looks like a bomb went off. It's too small. The, the basket <laughs> is too small, so every shelf in our linen closet now has a not clean, not dirty sock, maybe a hat, maybe a shirt, maybe a pair of underwear, maybe some swim trunks he was playing around with the other day. There, It's like on top of my towels in our hat basket. God, you're making it look like I'm a little toddler. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the bathroom, and he opens the door and goes, I know it's bad in there. I, I, I'm going to, just don't look in there. And he's a bigger basket. Anytime that I'm like in the bathroom, and then I hear her opening the closet, and I hear like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what she's saying. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I swear I'm going to go organize. I'm going to clean it up. <laughs> so that's mine. I wish I just would have known that going in, because I had never lived with a partner before I lived with David. And so I just was unaware that people think this way. If I think I'm going to wear it again, it means it's clean enough to go back in my dresser or be hung up again. Totally. But I mean, like, even if you wear something for five minutes, it's going to have, like, your scent on it. It's not going to be, like... But I'm clean. fine with it being in my, my drawer clothes. and giving my other clothes my scent. You're a girl and I'm a guy. It's okay. Nathan's yeah, so scent that he wears is very strong after he wears an item, so... That's Maybe. true. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a super sweater. Oh, my gosh. If I put it on... It it's probably goes in the dirty basket. No, but it's not that dirty. <laughs> so it goes on the floor for you? Yes. Or the, uh, the dog's kennel. I'll yeah, put it right on top of to the bed. dog's kennel. It's nice wire, airs everything out. Don't The cats don't need a kennel, you're fine. <laughs> don't worry, uh, my cats have really helped, Jade has really helped me not leave stuff on the floor out <laughs> because she'll bite holes in it. Eat so it. now I'm pretty Sweet. good at putting things away. <laughs> Secretly. Secretly, yeah, yeah, in hidden spaces. Yeah. I mean, I think mine is... I think what's so interesting is both of yours is kind of like, like, not, not like not superficial, surface, superficial. Yeah. Uh, mine was just knowing how much of a empath, like in the sense of like how, uh, not sensitive, but, um, how caring you are to other people and how you put other people before you. Um, but maybe also, I, know, maybe I think it is, maybe genetic. Genetic. <laughs> um, and how that was going to force me to grow and being more aware of my emotions and more mm. aware of other of you as well. Mm. Um, and so if I, I mean, well, if I would have known that before I met you where I was at then, I might've been like, Oh my gosh. See but, you later. So, so I'm glad that I didn't know that about you until we were together and I got to learn that over time because Aww. it helped me, help me grow as a person. So way to put a positive spin on that oh, one. You know, of course. <laughs> but like, those are the kind of things, right? Like, Values that you either learn, like with the Lee household, right? Being caring, <laughs> compassionate people, um, or like different values that you learn growing up or through friends or whatever. But I'm curious, like for you all, like for us, like what are like the top values that you have that you feel like you kind of live by? Like, and it doesn't have to be as a couple necessarily. Yeah. We haven't actually talked about our three overlap, but like you individually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I guess I would say like, honesty like I expect people I'm with and who are in my life who are my friends are like honest with me I'm honest with myself um kindness is a big one for buffalo. me buffalo buffalo oh, buffalo shit <laughs> <laughs> oh shit Becca we need to come back to you but David has to follow through with an old school tradition here really quick well I guess I'll explain what it is first so this started when I was at Western Oregon uh with a group of friends um where if you are caught drinking um, a beverage in your dominant hand and you get called buffalo, uh, call it buffalo, you have to chug that drink. And we started that back in 2009 and we've been playing 
forever. You and play for life. Once you're initiated, you play forever. Yeah. You've introduced a lot of people to it. Yeah, we've introduced a lot of people to it. Like my brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny, funny story, we went to Mexico for our honeymoon. And um, I think we were playing Buffalo. Um, but, mm-hmm. And some people that we didn't know came up and said, Oh, you're playing Buffalo? We play that game. And they were from like... They were from Mexico, and they yeah. were in the pool, and we they didn't talk to us first. The reason we knew they were playing Buffalo was because they were in the pool, and they were saying, Buffalo, Buffalo, like, it, definitely in, I guess that's how you say Buffalo in Spanish, probably, but I was like, oh. Yeah, that's, that's assuming a lot. That uh, is assuming a lot, that. but, like, I knew they were Spanish, <laughs> and we talked to them after, and I was like, oh my gosh, you play Buffalo? And they were like, yeah, and we were like, we play! So we started playing with all these people in the pool. It was, like, really fun. Yeah, it was super cool. So... Yeah, Buffalo, try it out. Um, continue while I, yeah, gonna while I suffer luck. and chug this cider. <laughs> Good luck chugging that. Okay, so you said honesty. Yeah, honesty, um, kindness, which I think also probably stems from the Lee household. Like, we were always told, like, growing up, you treat the CEO the same as you treat the janitor. So, mm-hmm. like, just throughout the board, like, being kind to everyone you meet. Um, and then I think my last one would be happiness. Like, I in my life want to seek happiness in everything I do and I want my friends and family to seek happiness which also probably goes into my people pleasing I just want everyone to be happy mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think those would be mine what about you? Uh, Nathan? My, oh I've been waiting okay. to hear these uh, mine would definitely be like the golden rule like treat others the way you want to be treated oh, okay. mm-hmm. um, which kind of is like treat the CEO how you would treat the janitor yeah. like you just treat everyone the same, the same. Mm-hmm. like you would expect someone to be nice to you, so you'd be nice to them, mm-hmm. sort of deal. Yeah. Um, definitely honesty as well, and then loyalty is huge with me. Big one. That is, uh, that is my my childhood is basically based on that, but we'll get into that later, it sounds like. So <laughs> loyalty is huge for me, for sure. I think I overlap. That is like my number one underlined big core value in my life is loyalty as well. I just like I ride or die for my people, you know, and mm-hmm. I I true? think I yeah, I think <laughs> I hold similar like feelings as Becca of like kindness and stuff. But as far as like my values go, I am loyal and that like kindness kind of falls under loyalty for me because I also like. I, like I said, ride or die for people, but if you fuck with my people, I am, like, I don't fuck with that. Like, I'm, like, you're done. Like, see you later. I don't need that. And so I think that that loyalty really drives a lot of what I do. Yeah, there's no uh, three strikes and you're out sort of deal with us or yeah. with me. It's it's like you're one in death. Yeah, it's <laughs> like if you really make that big mistake, yeah, I have a, I hold a grudge for sure. I do not forget and I do not forget. <laughs> I think that's why we have so much trust, I think, in each other is because I, one, I know if I lose that trust or loyalty that you'll fucking cut my head off. I, and you remind I, me often. You're like, I trust, I trust you go to whatever, you know, if anything were to happen, I'm going to cut your dick off. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, everyone asks like, us <laughs> like, what? Like, oh, like, are you okay with David going out without you? Or like, I've gotten messages like, oh, David's like taking pictures with girls at a bar. Are you okay with that? I'm like, yeah. If he cheats on me, he's done having kids. So, like with anyone, not just me. So, it's going to be okay. God. Instill the fear of God in you. Excuse me. Just be okay. You're just burping me right now. Uh, all right, I finished my drink. How um, cider? That cider was, it was good, but I wish I could have enjoyed it. Well, should have put it in your left hand. I guess so. My other two, while you two discuss your buffalo, uh, are honesty, similar to Becca. I just don't like to be lied to. Even if, like, what you have to tell me sucks or hurts, I would rather you just tell me rather than lie, which I think was why it was hard when you guys first started dating, because I was like, God, I just hate that you lied. I don't even care that you're dating. Like, it just sucks that you guys have been lying. Yeah. Um, and then respect, which I think goes into, like, so many of those aspects, <laughs> is, like, holding respect for one another by being honest and loyal. It's very important to me. Yeah, I think... When I think of mine, first thing that pops up for me, I think, is, like, friendship, community. I think that's something that's really important to me is that um, bringing people together and being connected with people. Mm-hmm. I think I think I get that from my dad growing up. Um, he was always very social, I think, when I was a kid. Um, always have neighbors over and always, like, go on, not necessarily adventures, but, like, 
he'd be bringing a lot of people around. And so that was something I think I experienced like early on and just seeing that social aspect. I think that's kind of why I'm so social. Um, but You're social? Uh, what? Lightly. Um, so that's like a really important thing of like bringing people together in community. Um, another one, I think, um, I'm trying to think, I forgot the word. It was there. I'm going to go to the, the one that easiest one for now. Um, one is like carefree and fun. I think mm-hmm. that's something that is important that, um, I want to live my life, um, enjoying it. I know the world can be very stressful, um, but finding moments and finding people who lighten that experience mm-hmm. is really important. And so that's something I think that's a big value for me um, as well. Um, and um, accountability. That's, that's, that's what I was, that's huge for me. I think um, accountability is really important. Just yeah. follow, just do what you're going to fucking say you're going to do. <laughs> follow, follow through. Follow through. Um, be, re- be reliable. And, and like own your stuff when you do make a mistake. Um, I think that's that's a big value for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really hard to do, right? Like own your shit and like what, like I think that that's something everybody can always work on. Is like oh, what yeah. you fucked up on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, yeah, that that's that. I think that. I feel like a lot of the ones you guys are saying, I'm like, oh, like that. that too. That's something. <laughs> like, I can't pick just three. Like, there's uh-huh. so many that I'm like, oh, yeah, I really value that, too, in my life. Like, for sure, I want, you know, people to be accountable and, uh-huh. you know, do what they say they're going to do, for sure. Like, actions speak louder than words kind yeah. of thing. Absolutely. Exactly. And I think that's that's huge for me is, like, people can say what they want to say, but if you do what you say you're going to do, that's, you're holding yourself accountable and you're being accountable. And I think that's really yeah, there's another burp. Thanks, <laughs> it's a buffalo burp. Uh, right now. Buffalo burp. Um, that's and that's really that's really important to me. That probably would be um, stubby too. Um, pretty close with community. Um, just being held accountable. I knew community was going to be yours. Oh, for of sure. course. Uh, yeah. Talk about when, all the time. When we thought about values, I was like thinking what you guys would be, and I was like, oh, David is for sure going to be community. Mm-hmm. Like that's definitely like when I think of you, I think of like he's going to wrap his arms around everyone and bring everyone in. And like, you know, you always are planning all these trips for everyone. Like you want your people to be together and mm-hmm. you don't really have, like, I feel like you don't have like a lot of clicks. Like you're like, Oh, I met this friend in college. Or I met this friend at the Perry center. And now you guys are going to be friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Nathan for sure. Like one of his good friends now he met through you guys, like Tyler, like is now, he would say like one of his best friends and he met through you guys. So mm-hmm. like, you're very good about bringing all of your people yeah. together. If I have a commune, <laughs> and just like have all my peoples there. That would Everyone be... has their own house, like right near each other. Exactly. That would be this. Oh, my ideal. That's why, like, right. We talk about our kids growing up together, and mm, yeah. and just it'd be amazing just to have all my friends who have kids, who don't, and also who don't have kids, uh, just to be in a community to where like we all can just be around each other and connect with each other and help raise our children together, and um, just a space that's just welcoming and inviting, and that's just like. The cul-de-sac dream is my dream, and so yeah. yeah First step of that is moving. Uh, oh yeah. lord! Okay, I'm gonna yeah. move you two on before this goes anywhere further. Um, well, since we did like a little bit about like what you wish you knew about your partner, which was a, a moment to be like, you know, this is an area that's a little difficult for me. What is something that you think is a challenge for your partner being in a relationship with you? Stubborn shit. <laughs> He's like, I know exactly. He's like, I don't need time. I am stubborn. Okay. Say more. Uh, On that or more things that. No, just on that. that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's if I get something in my head and I want to do it and I'm going to stick with it. Or you don't want to do it either way. Yeah. Oh, if (laughs) if I want to do something despite someone, even if I know it's not right. Oh, I'm sticking it through. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm. I get a high off of it if I know I'm spiting someone. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, well, at least it. you're honest. Yeah. I love it. And it's not like I do it for her, but she gets stuck in the middle if I'm doing something that I know I probably shouldn't <laughs> um, or should do and not doing it. <laughs> um, so I think that's probably something that she definitely has to work with if I'm in one of those moods. <laughs> what a combination of someone who's really loyal and you break that loyalty but also I'm really stubborn so if you break that loyalty I'm going to make sure your life's living hell and I'll never let you I'll never let you forget it nope 
I like I like, do not forget, and I do not forget that that combination is wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know I'm how I've survived this twenty. 20- <laughs> Three year relationship. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've I've been doing great apparently. Yeah. <laughs> They're also loyal. So. Yeah, yeah, that's probably We've been why. Loyal to each other. So <laughs> very well. Oh my gosh. Uh, what about you, Becca? Um, I would say like kind of along the lines of like I'm I'm sensitive and I'm an empath, so that can be like I think a hard thing for someone to have to deal with, like not like worrying about my emotions. But I'm sure that is something he does. Like he mentioned, like me being an empath and a people pleaser, like, it's something he has to think about and, like, you know, affects him. So I think that's something that is probably, you know, that he has to adjust to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a lot of, like, I always say, like, I have wet emotions, as in no matter what my emotions are, like, they come out in tears. So mm-hmm. if I'm happy, I cry. If I'm sad, I cry. If I'm angry, angry I cry. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> like, so... Um, I think that can probably be, you know, a hard thing to deal with, but I'd say he does a great job with it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, how do you then experience each other's kind of, I guess, in that reflection of what you feel like um, is the hardest part of you? How do you guys experience that together then? What is it like? Like, does his stubbornness bug you? Or how do you deal with it? How does that stubbornness when it comes up for you? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, we talked, this got brought up right before the podcast, but like, in Nathan's spitefulness, like if he's doing something and we're out in public, like we now have like a nonverbal thing where like I just put my hand on his leg or like on his arm, like or somewhere, somewhere where just yeah, physical touch, just somewhere physical touch. I just put a hand on him, like maybe where people can't see, just to let <laughs> okay, him know. Okay, dirty. Like, no. 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 I'll just like set a hand gently on like his leg or his arm and be like, and I don't even have to say it, but he knows like, okay, whatever he's doing, that's enough. Like, like shut we, we need to stop okay, whatever you're doing. Yeah, like he's. He's crossed the line for his spitefulness. We might need one of these cues. <laughs> it's pretty handy. For me or for you? For me. Okay. I was like, <laughs> it's me. I'm the unfiltered one. <laughs> oh. So it's in that, yeah. I don't know. How do you handle my... Well, that's when I become the tough guy, quote unquote. <laughs> mm. And then I fight for what I know she wants. Yeah. It's a lot easier for me to fight for someone else's, um, for, or like what they want rather than me, right? Yeah. So like... If I know she doesn't want to do something, but she's going to do it, that's when I step up and I'm like, no, nah, probably not. Mm. I, I'll take the claim. I'll be like, I don't want to do it. Even if I know it's what she doesn't want. How do you deal with like her wet emotions, <laughs> feelings? Um, I think I've just gotten used to it. I mean, eight years. I mean, as an empath, it's not something she cries all the time, but I know when it's coming and basically just trying to support her physically or mm-hmm. emotionally however I can mm. yeah I think he just gives me space to like let ask me. what she wants yeah yeah like he feel gives, your feelings yeah he just gives me space to cry like he's like okay if you're gonna like if like I know this is upsetting you like he just is kind of there and lets me get through the motion um which I think is helpful for me like he just lets me sit in it um mm-hmm. and get past it so yeah yeah I don't really know how else I handle it Sometimes that's all you need, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I just need to be able to get through my emotion and then, you know, process it and move on from there. Um, I don't know. What would you guys say? Like, what... Courtney, what is... (laughs) The most challenging (laughs) thing about being in a relationship with Courtney (laughs) is that I'm a very anxious person. As we already referenced once the Enneagram, I'm a six... We will do an episode on the Enneagram because we both love it so much and it really drives a lot of how we look at ourselves and how we interact with each other. But And communicate. And communicate, all the things. And my anxiety is overwhelming sometimes and the way I manage my anxiety is to be very controlling. And I think that that can be really overwhelming. Sometimes it's really beneficial, like not just in like a romantic relationship, but like in a work relationship, especially in some of the work that I've done in the past. Like I've worked in situations that are very like safety driven with kids. And so that anxiety moving into controlling has really helped me in leadership roles, right? I'm able to like very quickly decipher things and figure out what needs to get done and tell people what we need to do. Mm-hmm. But when I'm at home and it's not like a safety situation and there is 
clutter or things sitting out or like just a stressful conversation that David chooses to have with me, I I think I grasp for anything. At seven that in I, the morning when I wake up, hey, I was thinking about this. Uh-huh. Not even like prepping yeah. you. Like, oh, and yeah. I think I just start to grasp at whatever I can control in the room to try and ground myself and make me feel safe because mm-hmm. another big part about being a six is you're you're constantly focused on your safety. Like you're a really fear-based person. So you really just want to make sure you feel safe. And so I think that that can become really overwhelming to be with me when I'm an, in an anxious state, which happens often. Was that, oh, sorry. Hold on. Uh, did you have more anxiety during pregnancy? Do you think? I think I, uh, yes. I had a miscarriage before we were pregnant with Rome. And, um, like not too long before. Um, and so I think that that made my anxiety higher in my pregnancy with her. Um, but then I also think because I was pregnant, I just kind of turned inward a lot too. And was like, I'm just not going to do a lot of things because I'm going to keep myself safe. I'm going to keep my baby Mm -hmm. safe. We still live in a time where COVID is still a thing. So I was trying to keep, you know, just keep all the things safe. Um, I actually don't feel like I experienced as much anxiety during her delivery. Postpartum is a little something I'm still figuring out, like where my anxiety sits. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think that probably more so in pregnancy for sure. Yeah, and I think like with with that, I think it was a lot easier on in supporting supporting you and our communi- when our communication got better. And mm-hmm. I think when we were intentionally like worked on our communication and like how we. Um, when you were becoming anxious or were like controlling more things and we, we were to pause to like have a conversation like, Hey, what's going on? Are you feeling anxious about something? And then we're able to have a conversation and kind of help, help you kind of talk about what's going on and help mm-hmm. work through it. Then I think when we first started dating, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? What, like, what, like, what <laughs> are you what doing? What I was doing wasn't even relatable <laughs> to what was being talked about. And it was like, my anxiety came from something like deeper and I wasn't able to tell him where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. And I think just we eventually got to a place where we were able to like have conversations and this, and just mm-hmm. like notice like these are your warning signs when your anxiety is spiking, and so then I'm, I I I ask you know I'm like hey is everything okay hey are you feeling anxious um, that I feel like that didn't start until like for like a year and a year or two ago yeah money is like a big thing that makes me feel really anxious like money conversations and I mean even one of the like we obviously got married in twenty twenty one so. Something that comes up a lot with couples that we know and like people in relationships is like whether or not you combine all your money and like in your like combined bank accounts. And I think we both have different views on that. And I had to let him know like I feel anxious because I feel like you want your own bank account to prepare for divorce. Like it feels like you're protecting yourself for divorce. Like that you want to have all this money set aside and away from me that I don't know or have access to because you want to divorce me one day. And he was like, Oh, yeah. I had no idea you were like were feeling that way or that was what was coming up for you. I thought you were, you know, so I think it was something we had to talk about a lot. Yeah, and what would come up for me was just like also like I think security for me is really important and so like not and and having having safety for me of like just money for me mm-hmm. and knowing that I have that was safe safety for me. And I think having that conversation that awareness was like, "Whoa, okay, that, that is something that is really important to you. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like, then changing how I then am managing mm-hmm. money or, like, you know, that, that portion was... That could be a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, what about you? But, what's, mm. it, what, what's challenging about being in a relationship with you? I think there's a lot of challenging things about being in a relationship okay. with me. I guess, and also, I mean, you can think about the different phases of a relationship, what is the most challenging, which I think what, we'll probably right talk now. about right yeah. now. Yeah, right now, I would probably say... Um, how maybe I think how much I take on. Um, <coughs> so, choking on okay? his beer. Um, I didn't get buffaloed. I know. I was laughing intrinsically. She <laughs> <I was laughs> literally popped right face. into my eye. I felt like I was at the optometrist with like you know, <laughs> airborne into my eye. Um, okay. I think how much I take on. Sorry. Mm. It'd be really, really frustrating and difficult. Um, I take on a lot of things, intentionally, unintentionally. I have a hard time saying no sometimes. Um, I work a lot, and I add more things on. Um, and I have a lot of ideas, and I'm passionate about a lot of things. And I, 
and I'm impulsive, and so I like to do a lot of things all at once. Um, and I bet that can be very overwhelming and overstimulating to be around because it, it's pretty, it's not 24-7 anymore, but it's pretty constant where I'm like, I have this idea, I want to do this. What do you think about this? I think I might start this. I, make, I think I might do this. And, and we have a podcast now. And now we have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, hey, at least it came to fruition. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely, like, uh, when we go to Enneagram, I'm a three. I'm a doer, and I'm, I, I do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see that being really overwhelming. I mean, that's, I think that's, like, you have a lot of ideas, so I think that's great. Because, like, I'm, like, very indecisive. Like, I, I wrote down, like, oh, that's another thing of mine, probably, that's probably hard, is, like, I'm a very indecisive person. Yeah, trying to buy a house is insane. <laughs> yeah, so like I'm, I'm very indecisive. So I think that can totally be like something that we have a lot of conversations about when I'm indecisive. He asks me a lot of questions to try and get to like the decision point of like, okay, what do you need to make a decision? Um, it's super helpful. Mm-hmm. So trying to I, find out what's for dinner is also yeah, that's terrible. planning a grocery list is also terrible because I'm so indecisive. He's like, what do you want for dinner this week? I'm like, I don't know. No, no. <laughs> my favorite is, babe, what do you want to do for dinner? I don't know. What sounds good to you? It's like my indecision and my people policing all in one. And he's like, but I want to know what you want. I, I'm literally like, what do you want is what I ask. Not what do I want? I know what I want. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's important to kind of think about. Mm-hmm. I don't think we often, I mean, I know I, my brain goes 80 miles an hour. Um, but I don't often think about like, oh, what am I what is my most annoying thing that I'm doing right now in this relationship? We don't, yeah. I don't ever talk, we don't ever talk uh, about, talk about those things. And yeah, it was just... something interesting to think on for sure. Mm-hmm. Like think of, you know, it's a self-reflection of things to yourself. I'm like, okay. But then I was like thinking to Nathan, I was like, what bothers him? What do I do that bothers him? Like I thought mm. I'd think of. And then I was like, what do you think? I'm like, what's <laughs> difficult about being around me or being in this like intense, deep relationship with yeah. me? Like, I mean, like you mentioned anxiety. Like I think that it was like one that you mentioned. I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. But like that resonates with me too. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of anxiety until I became pregnant and then throughout my mm. whole pregnancy I had a ton of anxiety mm-hmm. um and yeah, that was hard. yeah from your end yeah well I mean your anxiety as well but I also got a bunch of anxiety from mm-hmm. you being pregnant really mm-hmm. <clears throat> I felt like um because obviously we are so close we know what happened mm-hmm. like your miscarriage so then she was definitely being, she was like preparing for the worst. Mm-hmm. And um, that was definitely hard for me because I was like so excited, mm-hmm. right? You know, I wanted to like tell everyone. Well, mm-hmm. specifically, I wanted to tell my mom. Yeah. And she was like, no, we need to wait because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of like the whole pregnancy. Like it wasn't like. There's we never were ex- felt safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We like, were excited. But then there was always like but anything could happen sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. always the, not, well, yeah, pessimistic view on it. Yeah. It's, like, not even one. glass half full or glass half empty. It's just, like, I'm scared to even look at the glass. Like, don't even, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Like, I felt, like, just a ton of anxiety about, like, anything could happen at any point throughout mm-hmm. the pregnancy. Um, and so that was, in, that was really hard for me because I had never been much of an anxious person. So then to have, and, like, he has, he's naturally more anxious person, so... I think then him having to take on my anxiety too has been interesting, but now having her here, I feel more or less less anxious, I should say, so far at least. And, um, <laughs> I think I felt most anxious about in the pregnancy, and I talked about this with my doctor, was like, I need to accept and release the unknown, like, mm. because there, like I couldn't do anything to mm-hmm. help her, even though she was like inside of me. I couldn't control anything that happened Happens, to her. Totally. Um, so that was, I think, really hard. Now that she's here, I feel like I have more control because, like, mm-hmm. she's here. I can, you know, make sure she's not in dangerous places. And totally. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have more anxiety now? Do you think, or during the pregnancy, more anxiety? Um, it's just a different. Different. Because, yeah. like, mm-hmm. when you were pregnant, I was worried that because we bought the um, what's that? Oh, the thing? Doppler. Mm-hmm. The what? The Doppler. Doppler. The oh, home Doppler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we bought that. First time we used it, we got her right away. And it was awesome. Um, a Doppler, for people who don't know, is like what you can hear the baby's heartbeat on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the we first time. We got home one. Yeah, we got that. And then the first time we used it, we found her like right away, got the heartbeat. And then Beckham wanted to like check 
every week. Like, because she was mm-hmm. anxious, she was like, I want to hear a heartbeat. And I think was it, it was either second or third mm-hmm. time that, like, I searched for probably for like 10 time, minutes. Yeah. And I couldn't find her. And I was like, and, and I think we were lucky because we were seeing the doctor like either the next day. day. Yeah, like, not right afterwards. So then, obviously, we got to the doctor, found her heartbeat right away, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm never, we aren't using this anymore. Because that's just adding anxiety. Totally. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. She mm-hmm. doesn't know what she's doing. Like, I don't know where to fucking search. Like, the doctor, she put it on and found her, like, right away. Yeah. Obviously, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. We don't. I was just fucking Lying searching. Yeah. yeah. And I was well, like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Because, <laughs> like, it well, was. Welcome I, to parenthood. You're blindly doing shit all the time now. Yeah. yeah. Literally. But I was, that was like probably the most anxious I had, I yeah. was during pregnancy. pregnancy. And now I'm really just anxious, like when she's sleeping. Like if mm. she tries to sleep, put her in the um, bassinet. If I hear one noise from her, you I'm like it. crawling over Becca to make mm. sure she's okay. Yeah. Um, that's why I like her sleeping in the bed. Cause then I can just look over. Yeah. Touch her, her, feel her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I can put my ear on her chest. I can feel it going up and down. <laughs> that sort of deal. Is there anything you wish you would have known before becoming a parent? Um, I wish that I would have known that she is not um, always going to want me to console her. Uh, God, ain't that the truth? Uh, there's some times where she'll just start screaming and I'll hand her off to mom and she's just happy as a clam and it is heartbreaking for me because I love her so much and I want her to want me but right now it's just not my time to shine and uh that's just hard to to deal with I kind of just feel helpless like Mm -hmm. I'll be holding her I'll do all the tricks that I can and I just I'm like I wish I knew what I could do to make you feel better and stop crying and I can't and then I hand her off to mom and all she does is just fucking hold her and she's just like Okay, I'm good. I'm I'm happy now. So that is definitely one thing I wish I knew. Just being helpless and not worry. wanted. <laughs> Don't you worry, it's coming. Little girls and their dads, I feel like once they're like two are just very obsessed with their dads. I'm excited so in mom's face. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. But I'm trying not to <laughs> jump and be like, I can't wait till she's two because I wanna still like, even though these moments are really frustrating and sad and helpless feeling for for me i know for you it's amazing and it's and also like just the moments of being present and watching her grow because she's grown so fast mm-hmm. and just trying to be present and not try to rest for her to be two and or be at an age where i feel like i can connect uh-huh. connect yeah. more but oh, yeah. what about you becca I, what do you wish you knew before becoming a parent um i wish i feel like there's a lot of things i wish i knew but mostly I wish that, like, someone just would have told me that, like, it's okay to struggle. Like, mm. not everything's going to come right away to you. Like, breastfeeding may be a struggle. Like, mm-hmm. learning your kids sleep can be a struggle. Like, just letting you know that, like, it's okay to struggle. And, like, mm-hmm. you will get through it and find a way through it. Um, and then, like, also, like, I think mom guilt is, like, a thing of, like, you know, it's... What? mom guilt of just like feeling like am i doing enough yeah is my is my baby fed enough like all these things that you you know if i nathan i have gone on a couple dates and just like being like should i have left her you Mm -hmm. know like um i think that's such like a horrible thing when like being a new parent in and of itself is already hard enough uh, um and you're just trying to figure out like what you're doing day to day um but yeah just knowing that it's okay to struggle and so i'm trying to be okay with that and like sit in it Um, Mm -hmm. and then also that like it really does take a village like the first week we really relied on both of our parents to like help us and give us space to go take a nap (laughs) while they just held her um was really helpful so yeah also i want to give a big shout out to you guys because in your other podcasts i've heard that asked like did you guys feel prepared and whatnot Mm. and I was able to tell, Becca and I were talking, and I was like, I did feel prepared because of our conversations mm. you mm-hmm. with you guys. Like, obviously, you guys are five, four, four weeks ahead of us, so <clears throat> being able to pick your guys' brain and you guys giving us advice and preparing us, like, going into that second night after she was born, mm. like, I had talked to you guys. You guys said it was, like, the worst 
Like, ever. ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, just me being able to mentally prepare myself for that, like, hell. obviously, yeah. it was still hell. It was <laughs> so, so much screaming. Yeah. But it was, it's been really nice for me being able to talk with you, mm-hmm. David, and Courtney, mm-hmm. obviously, little bit yeah, different dynamic different. but mm-hmm. um being able to talk to you guys and just getting just even some sort of preparedness for mm-hmm. what's coming so yeah. thank you yeah, yeah. Sure. Awesome. not of to course. call you out but didn't you also not know about the tabs on the diaper what? like pulling the tabs out in the diaper like on the, on the, uh, right on the legs. Crease. Mom said that yes. you guys didn't know about that. And so she was like, Mom she came was up. like, you pull these out so the poop doesn't come out. It's like, so you don't have oh. a blowout. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't know about that. I mean, we, she's she's, still I know out. the tabs, obviously. To, yeah, to no, not the diaper. securing, the, like, like on around, the legs. Yeah, around mm-hmm. their legs, there's these little, you can like pull out these. The I fluff. Kind of like, yeah, fluff feather looking that you pull out, which helps with um, blowouts. And I did not know about it that. Helps like secure the poop in there. I didn't even know that there was a color changing diapers. Those things are awesome. Right. All of our diapers are like that. Yeah. They do that, like almost every brand. I mean, we have every other brand now and they all do that. And we're like, thank goodness for yeah. the line. It's super mm-hmm. nice to know when there's a wet diaper. Mm-hmm. Um, um, something I'm more recently experiencing that I didn't know was a thing. And I saw it on an influencer's Instagram. She has a son who's like was born in December. So like a month ahead of Rome. And she recently posted it and was like, why does my child's diaper smell like buttered popcorn? I'm sorry? Exactly. And I was like, this bitch is crazy. And then this week I was like, okay, Rome's diaper smells now. And newborn babies' diapers, yeah, poops don't really it. smell. Breast, Especially with breastfed babies, their poops don't necessarily smell. But this week they started smelling. And then I, David was changing her diaper last night before he went out. And I was like... Do you think it smells like buttered popcorn? And he was like, that's it? Check that's up. what I've been so, smelling. I kept saying okay. cheese. I thought it smelled like, See, like cheese. Are, are we talking like we walk into a movie theater and you get hit by the popcorn smell? Like we're talking a good popcorn smell? I wouldn't say good. No, no. it's not good. I don't know. Really it's obviously like, feces, so it's not like you <laughs> it's don't want to eat shit, it. So. I don't think I have a negative connotation with buttered popcorn. He though. loves popcorn. Well, you might. Yeah, I know it might ruin it for you. Then I'm never changing your food. Well, I looked it up. I will not give that up. I do. I love popcorn too. I looked it up, and it's like it's normal. Some people liken it to buttered popcorn, and there was one other thing that people liken it to, but it's a bacteria that's being introduced into their gut. So, like at a certain point, there's a new bacteria being introduced from like my breast milk, and it causes the the smell of the poop to change. And I was like, that's happening. It's happening to her. Yeah, it's happened for like two weeks. It's been a while. I I I thought it smelled like cheese, and then you when you said butter popcorn, I was like I was like, oh, that's actually that's what it smells like. So yeah. I was like, it smells something. I just wish God, it would always weird. not smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently when you start solids, that stuff gets oh, real sure. weird. Well, yeah, I'm sure it will. So well, now I feel like I'm gonna enjoy my daughter's poop. Smell. Ew. I love I'll change popcorn. it. Butter popcorn, I'll change it. Yeah. <laughs> Kyla, we're going to change your diaper. Like, I don't have a negative <laughs> Make it that smell. It's just a weird <laughs> thing Oh, going God. Right now. I'm going to need to move on from that. David, what did you wish you knew before becoming a parent? Um, I, I wish I knew, which I know people say that, like, oh, your life changes. Oh, you won't have time for all these things. Like, people, I feel like, try to scare you into saying these things like... Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to lose all these things. But, I, I mean, you, they still are possible. Um, but I don't think I realize how exhausting um, it is to try to do continue to do the things that, like, one, that help support you, that self-care, and mm-hmm. but also working and also being, like, and then coming home and also being, like, a parent, being a partner. Just, like, how exhausting it is. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm exhausted every day now and that's just what my life is and that's, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, working and working in a field where you're connecting with people and it's emotionally and, and just draining in general because you're talking a lot and you're working with people and then coming home and then having to also put energy into like your relationship and with your, your daughter and mm-hmm. it's just I pass out and I, I sleep real nice uh, now because I'm always exhausted. And now I'm also the last couple of weeks I'm trying to move, be more intentional around working out and movement too. So physically now I'm tired. And so um, that this transition has been really hard. And so that's just something that I didn't expect it to feel like this. Yeah. Um, and Nathan, I know you just started back to work uh, Friday and you were like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was 
exhausted last night. There's just like, obviously physically I wasn't tired because I work from home and I don't have a manual job, but by the time it was like 8.55 and I was like, fuck me, it's not even nine o'clock yet. Because <laughs> like, she doesn't feed in like her nighttime feeding, like before I can go to sleep is at like 10 o'clock. So I was like, mm-hmm. I have to at least be up for another hour and five minutes. I'm so tired right now. And I was, that was definitely difficult for me. Just from going from like dad brain to not only being dad brain once I got off work, but <clears throat> working eight hours. Also coming, being off of work for five weeks, I obviously had a shit ton of work to do. So I was very busy in work. Like it wasn't just a chill day. It was a very busy day at work. And then I got to help Becca be a mom and dad. And then I was just fucking tired. And then the Blazers fucking were dog shit too. So that didn't help my mood. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was rough. I definitely, like, I am totally fine going to bed, like, Monday, I go to bed at, like, 10, and I'm, like, before, before, uh, Rome, I would definitely be, like, oh, I don't want to go to bed, I have FOMO, I want to stay up to watch TV, blah, 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 now I'm, like, cool, I'm tired, oh, we're going to bed, Rome's going to bed, I'm going to bed, too, <laughs> 9, 9.30, I'm in bed, going to sleep, and that's, that's actually been really helpful, like, having that, for, that forced structure of going to bed early, uh, because I'm also waking up early to work out and stuff, and, um, so it's actually helped overall for my health, um, going to bed earlier, but that was something that was surprising that I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm fine going to bed early. I can't wait for her to go to bed earlier. <laughs> and the clock is too late. I was I, like, before she was here, I mean, we were in, in bed, bed by nine. Yeah. Yeah. Like eight thirty nine, we were in bed before she was here. Cause we enjoy reading in bed at night. And so we would both be in bed and we'd read for mm-hmm. like an hour and then. Turn the light on, go to bed. 10 yeah. o'clock. If it, was, if, it, if it was 10 o'clock and the light wasn't out, I was like, okay, I really need to get to bed. But now it's like, that's when we go to bed is at 10. And then I try and do, I read like a chapter because then it, by then it's like 10, 15, 10, 20. And then I'm like, fuck, I really have to go to sleep now. Because sure. our baby isn't sleeping through the night yet. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you guys. Yep. So She's up every two to three hours. She wants food. You'll, All the time. You'll get there. Yeah. Hopefully, It'll please God. Yeah. I'm not too worried. And I'm like, you yeah, I'm trying to enjoy, like, I'm trying to remember through the exhaustion of, like, I'm going to miss the days when she's this small. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to miss the days when all she wants to do is cuddle me and her tiny little hands. So I'm trying oh. to, like, just be present and not, like, wish it was away, you know? Yeah. It must be nice to be wanted. <laughs> well yeah i mean because i see i see your dad and and around like around this time right now he's he's sending a lot of this like sentimental yes. um things and and his and, like ig's uh mm-hmm. messages to all of us but also just like when hanging out with him like he really is embellishing just like the relationship and how much you all have grown and you've been reflecting a lot yeah. on how much you guys have grown and so i when i see that i think of this like that reminds me of being just being present in the moment with my daughter and with yeah. my kids because um, I'll be at that point where I'm reflecting on the time that you know I had mm-hmm. with my kids and I and so it's been nice like it's a constant reminder like like talking with Keith um, just and seeing just like how great of a dad he is and and just continuing to express how proud he is of you guys yeah and I want, I'm excited to have that eventually but right now. I want to be in the moment with this little one. It's like that saying, like, the nights are long, but the weeks or the years are short. Like, Mm -hmm. it feels long in the moment. Like, it feels like if she's crying, it's Mm never-ending. But, you know, it's really such a short period of time that they're, um, you know, a baby. They're only a newborn for, you know, like, ten weeks. And then they're, Mm -hmm. you know, moving on to the next stage. And then they'll be a toddler. And so it's like all these crazy things so yeah definitely trying to remember that be present for sure all right we're gonna move into our weekly win woe this is a time where you can tell us a win or a woe or both if you're feeling frisky from your week this can be parenting or relationship related and we are gonna start with david all right, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with a win. Um, we started open gym, 
um, again this week. Um, and it, I, I feel like as I talked about uh, briefly, getting back into like, being active and moving my body around has been something that I've been tr trying to do um, right before Rome was born and during um, when Rome was a little baby. And it was really hard um, being mo getting motivated to do that. And so the last two weeks I've been um, working really hard and moving, moving my body and working out. And we started Open Gym um, on Monday um, this week with a bunch of friends out in Southwest Portland. And so I was able to do that and I feel like I'm getting um, in better shape over the last week, couple weeks, and feeling a lot better and sleeping better. So that's just a, a win for me. Nice, yeah. I'm proud of you. You've been working really hard at it too. Thank you. Becca, let's bounce to you. I'm gonna go with a win. Um, and I kind of have two, so I guess a personal win is I had my postpartum appointment and I got cleared. Um, so yesterday when Nathan, yesterday was Nathan's first day back at work and after he got off work, I asked him for some time to myself and I went downstairs and I also took care of my body. I moved on the treadmill and did some stretches. So um, it felt good to just get back and be, you know, active after just holding her and sitting on the couch for six weeks, um, or I guess five weeks. Um, so that felt good. And then parenting when she gave us four hours, a four hour stretch of sleep last night. Um, I have no idea why, so I will not be able to replicate that. <laughs> but, um, at least it happened once and I feel a little more rejuvenated today from that stretch. So definitely a, a happy win for sure. Love it. You so. and David, look at you guys go. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go next. I'm going to, uh, also do a win. I also did my first workout this week a little bit further behind than my sister on getting back on that train. I've been doing walks and stuff regularly, but, uh, I actually did like a little body weight now that Miss Thang is over 10 pounds. She's like a perfect little dumbbell. So, uh, I did that, but I also like had a full day of grocery shopping, cleaning the whole house and preparing to host friends for dinner on Thursday night. And I, like, cooked dinner and made dessert. And so I just, I kind of felt... You fucking crushed it. Yeah, I felt like awesome. a, a superhero on Thursday. I was rightfully exhausted from it, though, because Friday I did absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> Sound like Misty. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Yeah, I did, did everything on Thursday. Uh, so I, yeah, that was my, my big win for this week. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, Nathan, you want to round us out? What do you got for us? A win, a woe? I got a win, woe, win sandwich. Love oh, it. Wow. technique we did in... As a coach, we did a positive, a negative, and then ended with a positive. Hit us with it. So positive, uh, open gym, like David said. I haven't played basketball since uh, before Thanksgiving. Look at all of COVID. us taking care of our bodies this Hell week. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Physical health. Um, and that was awesome. I was so sore. Felt amazing. Um, and then my woe is we went and saw a... But uh, went pending within like four hours. Uh, so... Didn't get that house, obviously, but we got a W at the end because we went and got um, five guys afterwards <laughs> and blizzards. And blizzards. Did you try the grilled cheese yet at five guys? No, I forgot. Oh, no, we forgot about it. Okay, text us the next time you go. We'll remind you. Yeah, yeah that does sound pretty dang. I'll just but... send a once a week reminder. Don't forget to do the grilled cheese at five guys. Maybe it'll I don't get five guys that often. <laughs> no, but in case you do each week, it's your weekly reminder. Fair enough. <laughs> And that's a wrap for um, this episode of Room to Rome. Um, thank you, Summer's family, for, for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having us. <laughs> I, I want to end, end on, we talked a lot about reflecting on, on the past and um, reflecting on how you all met and just amazing, amazing things. But I want to I kind of look towards the future and maybe we can end on um, maybe sharing what is one of your maybe hopes and dreams for the future for either your relationship um, or um, parenting um, or for your, your, your daughter. Can it be a selfish request? Oh, of course. Uh, I hope and dream and wish that my daughter loves and is athletic as I am. I hope she loves basketball. I hope she loves golf she's gonna be a golfer whether she likes it or not because her grandpa is a professional her papa her papa sorry keith my bad <laughs> um, he's a professional and uh she's gonna know how to swing a golf club um so yeah i think that's my biggest wish and if she wanted to throw in gaming i would totally be okay with that as well 
Because I love to play video games. I think I hope for Realm's future that she feels safe in this very big world enough to use her voice and that, you know, she as a female, as a black female, feels like she can do anything. And I hope for us that we have more babies. <laughs> All the babies. Oh, my God. Oh, Rome needs a sibling. She needs multiple. Oh, God. Oh, goodness. <laughs> How about you, Becca? Um, I'll go with relationship-wise. Um, I just hope that, like, Nathan and I continue to grow together through all of our different seasons of life that we're you know gonna step into um you know we're now stepping into parenthood so i'm hoping that you know continues to bring us closer and that just kind of wherever life takes us that we continue to grow together and not apart awesome let her talk shit to whoever i want (laughs) 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 all right round us out marcus um i mean i i think so many things. Um, I definitely, relationship-wise, I hope um, and wish you know that we continue just to grow. I'm not going to copy you, Becca, but <laughs> kind of grow together and continue to better the way that we support each other in our communication um, and continue to build our um, amazing memories and adventures that we've been been so blessed to go on uh, the last couple years. Um, and for for Rome and my my children. Um, I really want them to, to to know that they're loved and that they're cared about, um, no matter who they choose to be, um, and that they build the foundation and skills like to be strong and independent, and smart, um, and brave, and be resilient in facing this world. Just because, yeah, this world is scary as shit, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna people aren't always gonna be nice and inclusive and I want them to have the resilience and the character traits from mom and dad to to know that they can bounce back and get through it and yeah. maybe become president or <laughs> be a professional athlete or a musician or whatever they or whatever they want to be. And so, yeah, that's my um, my hopes and dreams. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much um, for for joining us. Um, and don't forget to check out our other podcast episodes. Um, and make sure to share a message either through our podcasters app or um, send us a DM at um, our IGs um, or email us at marcusfamily21 at gmail.com. And let us know what you think or if you want to share your winner woes. And um, it's Saturday, so that means me and Nathan have to do Shotgun Saturday. So we're going to head out. Shotgun Saturday. <laughs> and we will see you later. Go Beeps. Bye. Bye. Alright, let's go. Fuck you, Adam. Better see yours. You always have this after. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I turned off the video. Becca was still recording.